Hello and welcome, everyone. I am joined today by a challenge legend, the one, the only, Wes Bergman. How are you doing today, Wes? I'm doing uh, pretty good. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for being here. I mean, this is a surreal, bittersweet moment for me because I'm a huge fan of yours. And uh, I'm so stoked to get to pick your brain on the season and the challenge, but wish it was under better circumstances, uh, quite frankly. Yeah, uh, understood. It's all right. The, losing is part of the challenge. That is true. I almost feel like I wish I would have worn my Dolphin stuff so we could have two winning teams uh, represented in this interview. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but the, my first question is, in recent seasons, you've seemed to come into the game with a giant target on your back. What do you think it is about your reputation or how players perceive you uh, that make you public enemy number one right off the bat? Yeah. So this is what I was actually really comforted by in this last episode is I think it was done correctly and documented correctly. Whereas what pisses me off in so many other seasons is they blame the perception but they are they don't they lie about the reality of why they come for me. They all love me. Like I'm the funniest guy there. I'm incredibly successful and they all call me for loans and mentorship. Trust me, like it is what it is. No one dislikes me. Like, yes, what I just said is douchey, but it's meant to be in 50% jest, but it's 50% fucking true. And so everyone's fine with it. But this episode, the, instead of blaming the perception of me on why they're going after me, they just said the mm -hmm. truth, which was, he's the best finalist here. We're all going to lose to him. No one's admitting it. Let's get rid of the best guy here. I can accept that when that's coming out of your mouth. I can get, I can wrap my head around it. It's just been, there's seasons in the past where people that are my friend will mm -hmm. eventually can't come to grips with like, if they help me get to the end, they will lose. And that is so hard for them to wrap their head around because it makes them a bad person. They blame it on the perception. But if you're, if let's call a spade a spade here, all I do is, I do bad things to bad people with my friends. So just don't cross me and I won't, I don't know, rally people together to go against you or beat you in some capacity. Like I'm not like back. I don't backstab anybody. I've literally never performed a blind side. I don't even know mm -hmm. how to do that. I could probably barely spell it. And so it's, and meanwhile, there's other people that do play like that, that continue to get allowed to do this. Like Josh blindsided me on World of Worlds 2. He's back and in my good graces. Why? Because he's not a threat. I'm a threat. I will crush everyone's souls in the final and they have to get rid of me. And I, to a certain extent, don't blame them. Um, but at least like this episode, they're, they're like acknowledging, they, they, it came out of their mouths like three or four times. He'll fuck us up. And so I'm like, you know, at least I can, I can swallow that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there was no lies told when Josh was like, uh, he's going to, you're, you're going to beat us all in a final. And we saw that on all stars three. I mean, you kind of ran laps around the whole, the whole place. And those people were no chumps. Like all stars has you, no chumps. Let me tell you what I did wrong. Um, I ran on the treadmill in front of them and they don't at all ever. And so not only do they know that I'm smarter than them, they also sit there and they watch me fucking do the main thing that's tested in a final, which is running. They just watch. Mm -hmm. And so in hindsight, that's my mistake. I should have gone in in as good a shape as I could have got lost a little bit of it over the months, but pretended to just be a slob. And then I would have had a harder time in the final for sure, but I would have 
um, at least had a higher likelihood of getting there. It's just that, you know, it was too hard for them to wrap their head around. They were just watching me. There were days where I would run on the treadmill long enough, longer than like what a finals would be. And partly because wow. I'm bored, partly because it's like um, I'm preparing for it. But I don't know. I find it to be a little bit like meditative. And mm-hmm. we they just sat there in the in the literal and metaphorical glass house and watched me do it. And um, that was my mistake. And I shouldn't I shouldn't have done it. You'll never see me on a treadmill on a challenge again ever. <laughs> and, well, partly because I will never be on a challenge again. But if I ever do go, I'm going to show up out of weight, out of shape, overweight. And I will not touch a treadmill the whole time. I'll promise them. I'll be like, listen, I'm not going to touch a weight. I know I'm not, I'm not going to, I won't even, I won't joke. So that way no one knows that I'm funnier than y'all. I won't lift weights. So that way no one finds out that I'm more ripped than y'all. I won't run. So that way I'm not in as in, in better shape than y'all. And I'll try my best to get last place in all the dailies is what I'll try. And it was what I'll say. The only but problem I- is that is that your reputation they would still think that you're still going to deceive them or that this is all deception. You're wearing some sort of suit. I mean, there's well, no not, way. Not. No, <laughs> I think, I think, I think I, I think the only way the, maybe that's why I'm retiring right now is I need three years off to get fat. Cause that's the only chance I've got at, at doing it. So I guess I've got to gain 50 pounds and get into my well into my forties before I've got a shot. Otherwise, like right now with how jacked and smart I am, no, no one's let me into anything. And that's a shame, like just a crying shame. After episode five, you took to social media to criticize Operation Hat Trick, calling it, quote, so stupid. And the vets were playing for flair rather than strategy. As someone who is known for both strategy and flair on the challenge, uh, what do you think would have been the best strategical move for the vets to do and who to send in against Chris and Cass- or Cassidy that week? to help further your alliance along in the game? Um, they should have put two survivor players in to guarantee that a survivor number. So what the, what they were doing, and I, to a certain extent, don't blame them. They've been, um, um, what's the word? I always forget this. Uh, they've been Stockholm syndromed, um, where it's easier for them to just be a prisoner in this group of survivors but be the, the the best prisoner than it is to attempt to try and get one of those numbers down. And I don't, that's why I'm not, I'm not mad at them. I just think it was stupid. I put my neck on the line by getting two survivors thrown into that. And it, mm-hmm. it resulted in Chris and Cassidy being really, really mad at me, even though other people were responsible for it and then making matters worse. And it's shown I go to my people before I make this move and I'm like, I'm going to get this. I think I know how to get the survivor players thrown in. You guys need to match that by you guys need to throw in survivor players against them to get, get there. They have the mathematical largest number. In fact, they have so many people. It's probably all three of the rest of the shows, big brother, amazing race and challengers combined have less numbers than survivor do at this point in the game. And so it's like we've got to get rid of one of their players and I've got an opportunity to, yes, I'm going to take the most brunt for this, but um, we can get rid of one of them. And they instead put everyone's names in a hat and look what it resulted in. It, it resulted in the smallest girl that is in one of the, the smaller alliances at this point, Big Brother, um, getting sent home, which would have been a good uh, number for maybe someone like a Tory to like, beat later but instead tory voted for her now 
What that results in is Tori is in the good graces more in the good graces or stays in the good graces of the mm-hmm. survivor. But um, I get kind of further ostracized from the survivor group because I made that move. And so, um, you know, the likelihood that a, a challenger wins at this point is high the whole game because now there's, there's very few times left to get rid of them. They've got the experience. The likelihood is high that they will win the final. But if they don't, we can look back on moves like this as to why. And speaking of that move not working out in your favor and you being kind of like in the hot seat with Cassidy and Chris, who were on the blue team at the time, in the very next episode, we saw you going through an emotional roller coaster after being nominated by the blue team. Uh, was this one of the hardest challenge seasons for you, taking into account game factors and personal matters that were happening outside the show for you? I've definitely had harder seasons where um, uh, where people were being much, much, much more aggressive towards the ostracization of me. Um, and so this was not that bad. It was uh, emotionally trying to come to grips with not, not only was I having to come to grips with the fact that this was my last challenge and I could theoretically lose that night, which is why it was all kind of coming to grips, but I had yet to tell production that I was done. I'd yet to tell any of the challengers that I was done. And I was like scared to tell them. So I'm like breaking down because I'm scared. This is me letting everyone know I'm done. And it's like just scary to say it, let alone to have to realize it. And so that's why I was kind of breaking down. I was also breaking down because of how pathetic it was. that The only person I could break down to is bananas. Like if that (laughs) is the level of desperation that I've sunk to, to where he is my uh, confidant in the game, it's pathetic. And I should be ashamed of myself. Um, But that's, that's kind of what was all happening is this, is I have this, is the, the challenge is a large part of my identity and I'm, I'm losing it. And it's, uh, and it's, and it stinks. I'm grieving it. We've seen Josh trying to manifest a rivalry with you since I want to say season 34, I believe. Uh, why do you think he chose you to try to make this a rivalry? Um, I don't know. I'm incredibly sexy and successful and, <laughs> Uh, I don't know, maybe that gets under his skin. I, I really don't know. I, I, you know, he, the, what he says is true. I'll run, I'll run circles around him at the end. Um, and so on one end, like, you know, in big brother, you kind of have to eventually sometimes make that move. Um, but the difference in big brother is you have to kind of get rid of people that, you know, are going to beat you at the end. So you can get to the end and kind of give a good speech. And then ultimately it comes down to people's emotions who wins. Mm -hmm. But if he gets rid of the best finalist, fine. I am, in fact, obviously, like no one's disagreeing with the fact that I'm the best finalist there by a lot. Whoever is second place is a mile and a half behind me um, minimum. Um, And so, yes, fine. They got rid of the best finalist. But Josh is still going to lose to Tyler and Bananas and Fessel and Corey. Like, so Mm -hmm. what good does that, what good did that move do other than showcasing to every person that could ever play with you again, that you're going to cut anyone that you think is better than you. So it didn't, it was hard for me to wrap my head around, like, why was I the one when, you know, bananas will beat you too. So we'll Fessel. So Tyler. Mm -hmm. So like, why not take the move that gets, you no flack? Yeah, and is that why towards the end of this episode when you're asking everybody, does anybody know who that third vote was? And Josh admits that he was the third vote on you. 
you in that moment as an audience member watching it doesn't seem like you're mad or shocked it seems almost as if you're like disappointed uh what were you feeling in that moment when he admits it well i mean i was that right you want to when a when a dad really wants to make his kid fucking upset with you he doesn't yell at you he, mm. <laughs> he but it's like yeah i'm disappointed i'm disappointed in myself for kind of giving him so many shots. I mean, I've literally never taken a shot at him um, mm -hmm. in the game. Like he, he is, he blindsided me on world of worlds um, too. He came kind of at me and my group on his very first challenge in the first couple of days of being there. Like he's just kind of constantly coming at me, but he doesn't fit my thesis of who I go after. And so mm -hmm. I keep trying to explain to him, like, I know you come at me. I'm not going after you. I'm going after other people and I've tried my best to say it nicely, but now I'm just not saying it nicely anymore because what's the point? Like he will get last place in any final he ever goes to, which is exactly the kind of person I would love to have at the end with me. So it's like, why would I spend any political capital that I've got going after someone like him when I could be pointed at someone like in, in this situation, someone like a Chris who's very well equipped to potentially beat me because he's also very smart and has got um he's got it in him well and Chris mm -hmm. has come to me and so it's like if I had any political capital I would spend it going after guys like that and instead I've got to not only deal with the repercussions of guys like Chris coming at me which he sent a ball at me but then I've also got to deal with people like Josh who are just like taking shots and so it's, uh, I don't know, it is very disappointing, but it is, this is a grown man weeping that uh, um, that he had to vote for me, meaning he knows good and well that what he did crossed a line and that he's the one who kind of put himself there. I'm not, I'm not going to lose any sleep over this and this man will. <laughs> that is, that is true. I mean, that's, uh, that's fair enough. You said in the episode that this is highly likely your last season of the challenge on a scale of one to 10, one being definitely not coming back and 10 being you're for sure will be back. Where are you at on the scale at the point of this interview? I'm a one. Just done. It well, done would be zero. Um, okay. I've, I've answered this question in a different way in, in other forums. And I said a 10% at best. Um, okay. Basically, my business books stuff out like six to nine months in advance. The challenge books you like three months in advance. I would love to do both. It is plausible to do both, but the um the the it, it's not looking it's not looking good. I enjoy and love both, and so that's what makes it really hard for my colleagues on the challenge to wrap their head around. No one, by the way, not a single one of my colleagues has said congratulations on the retirement. Like not uh to anywhere privately online or anywhere. Because no one, none of them believe me um, because they know how much I love it, but they're not fucking paying attention. They have not gotten what I do for a job ever, and they apparently never will. And if they just spent one day and one single day in the life of what we do, or even just peered in, um, into my, I don't know, accounting um, they would understand the sheer level of irresponsibility to go on the challenge. And so then they then they kind of want to, even in the ones that sort of believe the retirement, they think it's a, a because of the baby. And the baby is obviously an important factor. Mm -hmm. um, but it is it is um, it's not it would be easier to find a way to find 
doulas and babysitters and support systems and childcare than it would be to find the equivalent of those things, but for my business for two straight months. And um, that's just where I'm at. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, I've, I've definitely seen a lot of the fandom questioning whether this is going to be for real or not. But I mean, time will tell. Um, you brought up uh, you and your wife expecting your first child. Congratulations, by the way. Uh, we know from a very much of the confessionals uh, that there's a lot of parents that come on and play on the challenge. Uh, did anybody on this season try to give you some parenting advice? And if so, will you use any of it? Um, I think uh Corey and I talked a little bit about it and I think Corey's got a good uh grasp of 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 being a dad um you know Chris had a Chris and I shared a a a cute moment um about becoming a father him and I are have one thing in common when it comes to being neither he didn't know the gender of of either one or more of his kids and so we found out um at the birth and my wife and I don't yet know what is growing inside of her. And so him and I shared a, a, a cool moment about what that was like. And I was very uneasy about that. I still, to this day, don't really like the decision to not know. Um, but he made me feel better about it than probably anybody else has, including my wife. So um, I'd say those two did a good job in that department. Um, Amanda was not fun to talk to about being a parent. Um Amanda, Amanda's, uh, does not understand my lifestyle at all. Um, uh, her and I live very different lives and she almost looks at me like I'm an alien. And so anytime that we talked about kids, she, she almost like goes on the challenge, like, um, thinking that everyone else that's there is just so weird that they're in a science experiment. And she just constantly asks like all these like invasive questions and just does, and just does not hide her emotions whatsoever you could see on her face the disgust of the answers and then she'll like ask follow-up questions like she's some sort of like a journalist with an audience of one which is her and that's all she cares about like she, <laughs> she is entertaining i can also see why she would be a good mom po point is those are the three that i can think of right now um and they're all good they're all great parents and i hope that i i hope that i get to join that club oh i'm sure you will um I do want to take this time because we are, we are wrapping up. I just want to say as a big fan of not only the challenge, but of yours as well, that thank you for all the years that you've given to the show, all the contributions you've given throughout your ch uh, challenge career. And uh, it was an incredible honor to get to talk to you and pick your brain about the show. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much. That was very nice. I appreciate it.